Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Better Events Podcast. In this episode, you'll learn a little bit more about me, one of your co-hosts, Mary Davidson, including my event planning experience, my favorite thing about events, how I got here, and learn more about my business as well. I also encourage you, if you haven't already, to make sure to give me a follow on my business Instagram, which is at LLC. I feel like that's a really good place to stay in touch with me and see updates about client work and other fun things going on, so be sure to give me a follow. So thanks so much for tuning in. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. I'm Logan Clements, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by fellow co-host Mary Davidson. Hi, Mary. Hi, everyone, and hello, Logan. Yeah, well, I think to kick off, I want to save as much time as possible for this episode because we're essentially introducing ourselves by interviewing, putting our interviewer hats on and interviewing the other person. So today we're going to get to know Mary a little bit better, but just to kick us off, Uh, with like kind of just an opening fun question. Uh, What's your favorite snack lately to munch on while you're working? This is a great question. I'm always hungry when I'm like sitting down and working or or more like I need something to keep me going. Um, So just recently I went to Costco and I saw that big tub of peanut M&Ms, which I like those a lot. Those are my favorite kind of M&Ms. And so I was like, I'm going to buy this big tub and I'm going to put it at my desk. So when I just need a little bit of rejuvenation, I can eat them. Well, they're not at my desk because I have a problem <laughs> in the kitchen. So I have to go walk to them. Um, but those that's my most recent snack. I may have had some right before we came on here to podcast. So that's me. What about you? <laughs> I love that. Um, my... I don't know. My favorite to munch on, honestly, would probably be pretzel sticks, like the little roll go- rolled gold thin pretzel sticks. I'm a really big like salty snacker. Um, so that would kind of be my go-to because you can just take like a handful of them. And I would, I don't know if I could, I would not be able to have a jar on my desk. Just having the bag open, I'm always like, I'm just going to take another handful. Oh, and another handful. And that was something with my big virtual event back in May. I tried to be better at just putting it in like a bowl. Being like, mm-hmm. this is the finite amount of pretzels I get right now. And then like walking away from the kitchen. <laughs> but, and you just yeah, eat them anything like you don't like dip them? No, I got fancy once and put a little bit like, like like hummus cups, but I really just like them plain. Like just like salty pretzels. It's again pretty simple, but delicious. Yes. I just don't Love munch it. on them when I'm on a video call. I am very cognizant. I know, and I know both of us are very cognizant about eating on a video call. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not used to that. I don't think I'll ever get used to that. I've seen some people eat their breakfast is usually what it is in like a big team meeting, but anyway, I digress. That's not it's not us. No, I've eaten in front of you, but I usually it's close friends <laughs> yeah. that I'm like I have to eat right now and then people are like, "Okay." I'm like, "I felt like I had to just close it." Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's get into this. So, um talking a little bit about why we wanted to reintroduce ourselves, you know, we're about over 15 episodes into the Better Events podcast, but um, I think it's a great opportunity for 
you to get to know us a little bit more and learn our stories. And Mary, how are you feeling about getting getting put in the hot seat? It's your turn this week. Yeah, feeling a little weird. I uh, I don't generally love talking about myself too much. <laughs> like maybe minimal, get a point across. But like for a 30-minute episode, I'm a little stressed out about it. And it's mostly because I – so I'm learning, I'm learning more about myself as time goes on. And I feel like I've changed from like an extrovert when I was younger and then I've grown into an introvert. But sometimes I'm extroverted. So I think they call that – what do they call that? An amnivert? Omnivert? Oh, amnivert? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a couple different ways actually it's it's said. But I say I would say that's what I am. And so to have this time dedicated just to me is a little weird. But I am excited for you all to learn more because Logan and I have touched on who we are here and there. But to have the opportunity to really deep dive into it, I think is valuable. So just thanks for listening. Yeah. And we gotta turn the tables. You know, you interviewed me last week. It's now my turn to interview you. So let's start it with a really hard hitting question. You talked about when you were younger, you were an extrovert. And so do you remember what did young Mary want to be when she grew up? What was your like dream profession when you were eight, nine, 10, 11 years old? It's a great question. And it changed a lot. I mean, I think originally I wanted to be a teacher and then I wanted to be a vet because I really love animals and that's still true. Um, but I think what I kind of I think I lost sight of what I wanted to be when I grew up, but I kind of fell into this role of always being the friend that was like planning things. And I've had my friends now tell me like, oh, Mary, if you didn't plan this something or other, then we probably wouldn't have ever gone together and hung out with like this group. And um, so in high school, I was really, I just loved throwing random parties with my friends and they would always be themed like, <laughs> I'm not, I hope none of those pictures ever resurface again, to be honest, but <laughs> They were always themed and they were always sillies. We'd have like Disney nights. We had like a girls night out where we all dressed up like little children. But it was, but everything was so themed, like what we wore, what we did and what we ate. And then looking back and like, I was straight up planning parties and I didn't even know it. And then, so I guess it was just meant to be. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I thank God the internet wasn't as a, as big of a force as, as it is now right. when we were younger. <laughs> um, totally get that. And so, the million dollar question I know you probably get from other entrepreneurs and event people would be like, what would you call your, you, you told us a little bit about how you might have started in events when you were a kid, but mm -hmm. how as a professional did you first get into events? Yeah. So I kind of fell into events a little bit more. So when I started like my career path, it's something that I, I sought out on purpose and that was um, working in the nonprofit world. And that's something I've touched on here and there in different episodes, but I knew from, I think I kind of made the decision when I was like around 18 or 19, I was like, this is like the field that I want to work in. And that was mostly because that's what my dad does. So my dad um, is involved with philanthropy as well for his job. And so I was able to hear his cool stories and his stories about these families and these donors who were supporting these causes. And I just thought it was really touching. Like it touched my heart. And it's something that I was like, I want to be involved in this because there's a lot of purpose behind it. And so um, to deep dive a little bit more into like that and the nonprofits and then how I actually got to events, I um, decided that I wanted to take this international trip to go do some humanitarian service project. And so I ended up saving for years to be able to do it. And so I went to India and I worked with people who were affected by leprosy. And it was this very random <laughs> thing. Oh. And it was very in these like remote parts of India. And it was 
the best experience of my life for sure like hands down like I feel like it totally changed who I was and how I viewed the world and um so that just like kind of skyrocketed my fundraising and nonprofit career from then I was like I love this I want to stay in it and so that led to internships because I was in college at the time um and then after internships led to jobs after I graduated from college so those jobs were always in the nonprofit field and so one of those roles um I was hired on to be a fundraising event coordinator and something I love about nonprofits is that well, not all of them, but for the ones that I worked in, they were all smaller. And so they had very limited resources. And for me, that meant that I was able to basically learn everything or like dip my toes in the water for like every little role that was involved in the organization. And so they were huge learning experiences and same with this event coordinator role that I had. Um, and then from that, <laughs> I realized how much I really did love events and I realized that I was I was good at it too, which I think it was kind of cool to just have the moment to find a new strength or something that you didn't know was a strength. And um, while I was there, I made some really awesome connections in the community and they reached out to me about doing their fundraising events, which then led me to start my business. And then it's been a year and here we are. So cool. I love this. I'm learning new things about you. Um, the lots of like continuities here. I, I love it. I love the idea yeah. of how much you learn from being at a, a smaller organization, smaller nonprofit, and you seeing that as a strength and, you know, not as a detriment that they're, they're having you try and learn new skills. Um, yeah. if you had to pick, and this is hard, pick one thing that you love yeah. about events, <laughs> what would you say is your favorite thing? Uh, I think I've mentioned this before in a podcast, but I think my favorite part is well it's the day of so the actual implementation of the event um i love to just see the event actually happen all the work you've put into it to see it happen and yet the day of is like the most work too like it's physically exhausting mentally exhausting but it's just so great to be able to actually see it all come together so i'd say that day of is my favorite part and what's your uh, what would be your least favorite part in an event, or if you want to take a positive spin on it, the thing that you you know you don't necessarily look forward to the most, but you're willing to do meetings. <laughs> meetings are necessary. I hear it, and so what I try to do with my contracts actually is kind of schedule in a certain number of meetings that are typical for the amount like for that certain event because I've done enough now where I can kind of know like okay, so seven meetings is going to get us through this. And these are some ideas on what those each meeting should like have a topic. And that's what we're touching on. Um, and then, of course, as the event gets sooner, those meetings happen more often because you need to do more check ins and things like that. But I'm like a big advocate of everyone's time is so valuable. So let's let's get it done. Let's uh, really optimize the time that we have together. So maybe the answer is going to change. But that's the first one that came to my head. I'm going to say meetings. Love it. Efficiency. efficiency. <laughs> All about efficiency. Yeah. Um, so what's the your favorite event that you've ever worked? Oh, there's a few. There's a few. And a lot of them actually have happened during COVID, during the virtual world, which is a bit surprising to me. Um, but COVID was also a really huge learning experience in the virtual event world, at least for me. Um, I learned, you know, before I hadn't really been deep diving into virtual events. And so that was a really cool 
I guess, opportunity to be able to do so. Um, so, but the one that pops in my head, um, I love vendor work. So that might be like another favorite part of, a, of an event is working with vendors and um, specifically vendors that are having some type of like table or booth at an event. So if it's like an expo or if it's like an event where there's lots of food vendors and things like that, I, those are the types that I really, really enjoy working with um, because it's highly logistical to be able to like schedule them and figure out all their needs and make sure those needs are in place so that when they arrive, everything's set up. And so my favorite events have probably been the ones when I've worked with like over 30 vendors for that event. And I don't know what it is about it necessarily, but I really, really do love the scheduling and making sure everything's in place piece, which is once again, probably why I love the day of events as well. They're kind of like that similar logistics um, and things like that. You keep talking about um, how much you love the day of, exp uh, you know, event experience. Do you have any kind of like a routine that you go through like on an event day? I know, again, we've been living in the non-typical world with virtual events, but do you have anything that you like to like do the same day as the event to like get yourself mentally ready? For me, it's just really over preparing. Like I'm going to be nervous. I don't know if nervous is the right word, but you know, just like feeling a little heavy about it, maybe some anxiety, um, unless I like really, really over prepare before it. And so if I can do that before, when it comes to like the day of like, let's say the morning of an event or something like that, um, I try to make sure that I, as I think you learned from the beginning of this episode, I'm a big foodie. So I try to make sure that I am well fed before the event, because I know once it happens, like that's just probably not going to happen. I don't have an appetite when I'm running around. And so um, I think just like basic human needs, right? Setting myself up for that and then being prepared for the day really helps me get through it. Um, and then also sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's great to have a little bit of a pump up. So I may or may not have a Spotify playlist that's like, hmm, I think I call it my theme songs. And <laughs> there's just like 10 songs and they are like purposeful pump up songs. And so Sometimes I listen to those <laughs> and it helps because you just got to get, got to get pumped. And um, I think people really feed off each other's energies too. So when I come, I want to reflect that so other people can feel that as well. Different in virtual, I would say, but I'm kind of thinking for that typical in-person event, that's what it is. I feel like our listeners are going to need a link to that, that Spotify playlist, Mary, if you're comfortable Maybe. sharing. If Secret. not, if we include in the show notes, send us an email and maybe you can twist Mary's arm for her pump up playlist. That's yeah, really, I think that's such arm. a smart way. <laughs> Music is such a powerful tool to really help shift your mood. And I, I think that's so powerful that you want to be that person when you show up to an event that's bringing that kind of energy, no matter mm -hmm. what time it is. So pump yeah. up playlists. Pump that's great. up playlists. Yeah. Well, let's get more into your business and into EP events. So do you want to first give us all like, We've done short intros before on the podcast, but kind of the longer spiel about what your business is, what is EP Events? Yeah, absolutely. So I um, am part of a networking group and something that we do every week is that we have an opportunity to give like a 30 second spiel or commercial. And that actually has been a big learning experience for me because I've like catered that commercial based on needs that I've had. Um, but basically it, it's that 30 seconds that you have to explain and have someone understand you and your business. And so um, I'll try to give that 30 second commercial right, right now. I know that's not in depth, so we'll be able to talk about it more. But um, I just think it's great if everyone has a 30 second commercial because sometimes that's all people are going to listen to. So, um, so I would say 
I my so my business is EP events, events with a purpose, and we plan purposeful events. Um, the typical event that we do is a fundraiser because that's what we specialize in. But in addition to that, we also do community events and corporate events. And then, of course, this past year has been virtual events as well. We're excited for the opportunity for hybrid events and that in person is coming back also. Um, but many of the events, like I just mentioned, can happen in person or hybrid also. I'm going to I'm gonna kind of actually stop there because I think we're going to talk a little bit more. In, in my typical 30-second commercial, then I would start going in and saying like, Something that's going on right now is this, and my my a great referral or great client for me would be this. But I think I'm going to touch on that actually a little bit later. So the what I guess is for our listeners, I'll break it down is that EP events kind of was fun was started um, with the focus on fundraising events because as you've heard, that's what my background is in. So it was a really natural thing to be able to focus in on. Since I've started this past year, it's turned a little bit more into not just fundraisers. Um, there's been more opportunity for community events and corporate type of events as well. And corporate's also something that I'm beginning beginning to focus in on more as we go back to in-person. But fundraising events are kind of always where it started, if that makes sense. So if I could summarize it, I would just say I'm not really a wedding planner. <laughs> I will do some weddings, but I don't advertise that. And so just think of most events I'll do, but I'm not a wedding planner. It's a good disclaimer. You would do them, but yeah, that's a different different skill set, but very similar, yeah. but just different. Uh, the clientele is different. Mm-hmm. Now, when you started EP Events, did you have you always had a dream of starting your own business, or did it just kind of come from circumstances? Walk us through that process that made you about a year ago. You said right one year ago, yeah. make the jump from working full time uh, for a nonprofit into running your own business. Yeah, so I. I like to caveat this and say, I feel like I was really lucky in my circumstance. Um, So I guess to go back a little bit. So I have um, an MBA. And so when I was getting my master's, I was like, you know, the, the overall big like future goal was that I wanted to be able to do something with that. And I wasn't really sure what that looked like, but some, some type of ownership of some business or investment, something like that. So I had that like entrepreneurial mindset and I didn't know what to do with it. And then the opportunity kind of like presented itself um, when I had a contact reach out to me about doing their event and I was like, I'll just submit a contract and I might not get it. So I don't know. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> and, and then I did. And then they, they chose me to move forward with that event. And so I was like, okay, well, we are going to make this happen now because <laughs> we have to. <laughs> and, um, and then from that came another event, um, that Logan and I partnered on. And so, and then it's just been, you know, skyrocketing pretty much since then it's been really consistent. So since the beginning, I think I've had like an average of eight clients at a time, which I'm just, numbers are numbers. Those, the level of service varies for each of those clients. So that doesn't like, don't necessarily read into that, but it's just been crazy to be able to look back at this past year and see what's been accomplished. Cause starting a business during COVID is like crazy. And when I tell people, they're always like, can't believe that you did that. But honestly, I think it was one of the best things I could have done. And, um, a lot of that was because there was a need, a need that I didn't feel was getting fulfilled necessarily, or there was so much of a need that there just weren't enough people able to fulfill it. And so I'm really glad, honestly, that I was able to start and transition kind of during the time. It was a little wonky to start with virtual because that was new. Um, but I'm just so grateful. The last year has just been 
a whirl, whirlwind of so many things. And I just can't even imagine what the next year is going to bring. And so the transition or to start the business was was fairly simple for me. Um, and that's something I think I should point on, point on too, is um, going back to the title of my business. So EP events, events with a purpose. I kind of chose that when I started because I just felt like there were a lot of events that I had either been a part of or seen that I feel like really lost touch of the reason behind why the event was happening. And I kind of think regardless of industry, there's obviously this why, like you're doing an event for a reason, even if the reason is to celebrate or is to honor someone, like that's still the purpose of an event. And when you start bringing in like the glitz and glam of an event, it gets to me to feel a little bit overwhelming and it's like you spend all this money and then you're done your ROI like sucks and it's like why why did we do this like was it really worth it did we really accomplish our purpose maybe you did I mean it kind of it's it's hard to say because it's it depends on like the why of your event but purposeful events I always say are my jam (laughs) I Love them. It, I want there to be intention behind what I'm doing because I know how much work it takes to do an event. And so if we're going to put the work in, it better be paying off. Yeah. And I mean, it harks back to our, our second episode of this podcast talking about why you need to figure out your event North Star and your why. Because I think that's one that you and I very quickly aligned on when we first worked together of, yes, how quickly you can kind of tell if an event's purpose and the actual execution kind of went two different directions. And your probably favorite events are when those really aligned um, with the the why and you know how the event went. So for tell us a little bit about your services, I guess at EP Events you touched on nonprofits and corporate, um, but how do you kind of break down your your event management services? Yeah, so I for every event I create a custom proposal, and that's just because that's what's worked for me so far. I've noticed that's what companies or organizations need because everyone has a different you know, staff involvement and the needs are always different. And so for that reason, it's just something that I've done is create custom proposals. And I usually charge those out um, as like a fixed price. And so the reason I like doing that, and I wanted to touch on it here is because of this kind of a strong part of my business model. And that's because I know how much time something is going to take. And so I want to make sure because like I kind of mentioned, purposeful events ROI is super important to me. So I never want to overcharge someone and I don't want to have to come back and be like, oh, actually it's going to be this and you haven't budgeted for that. And so when I can do that fixed pricing, it just, for me, it kind of lets the client know, like, I'm not going to go be on this price. And that seems like it's helpful for them. Um, That's what works for me. So that's kind of how I build it out. And as far as like more specific services. So this is this is kind of funny because Logan and I've talked about this before and like what what we call ourselves like in our roles. So I would say the services I provide are managing an event, consulting for an event, doing the planning pieces of an event, but also the implementation day of of the event. So it's kind of like project management, but also the implementation, getting your hands dirty and then including in that a little bit of post-event work because I don't want to leave you hanging high and dry after the event. Just say, see you later. So hopefully we can come up with a post-event plan as well. Um, so There's always I, post-event work. <laughs> right? Always. So I like to um, 
you know, kind of cater those. So let's say someone also, they just need vendor management or they just need a floor plan created or they just need a little bit of day of help. I'm more than happy to do that as well. Sometimes that's really fun just to be able to take on little pieces and be like a part of the whole picture instead of handling the whole thing. So just like, I'm happy to do either one. Um, and then one, one other thing I like to mention, which is really been, I think like 50% of my business actually turns out this way is helping other planners. And so that's a service that I wanted to touch on as well, because my experience is doing the events with me managing them. And so to be able to go in and help a different team with their event, sometimes I represent myself under that planner, or maybe sometimes I represent myself from EP events. Logan and I have partnered on events in this way. It's just uh, something that I really love doing. And I think it kind of surprises some planners when I'm talking to them like on a, on the phone or on a Zoom call or something like that. And I'm like, by the way, if you ever need help, like just let me know. And they're like, really? Yeah, no, I know we both get excited about the community over competition kind of mindset where, wow. you know, there's no, we have our own secret sauces, but it's not so much so secret that you don't want to let other people into your process and what's happening. And that, you know, there's a lot of opportunities there. If you're a planner listening to this, don't be afraid to reach out to your network because you could definitely grow your business that way. And yeah. so who would be, what would you define as your, um, who would you define as your ideal client? Perhaps a nonprofit, right? Because that's typically what I specialize in. But I would say an organization that for right now in this specific time, which, um, you know, is like the end of summer 2021, they are feeling overwhelmed with what to do with their event because COVID's kind of still flying up in the air. It's like, do you go hybrid? Do you go virtual? What do we want to do? And so some people just throw on the towel and they're like, oh, I don't I don't want to figure this out again this year. So I'd say if you're in that situation, that's a really good client for me because I'm more than happy to talk through what's going to make sense for them. And then if they so choose, help implement that process as well. But given our time, I'd say right now, that's a really ideal client for me. And my second answer to that would be other planners, because as events are ramping up, people are overwhelmed. And I think we're getting inundated with with work, which is great, but also overwhelming. So um, that would be a second great client or referral for me as well. And um, one other thing that I don't think I actually touched on when I brand and market myself or my business, like if you see, if you go look at my feed on Instagram, um, it's very like we focused. And so that's a way that I build my business out. And Logan and I have talked about this quite a bit on how we represent kind of our brands. And for me, I try to keep it like talking about we. And I think if you all know me, it is very much like me, myself and I. But the we piece comes from having the opportunity, like I just said, to work with other planners. And so um, when I say we, we've built this awesome network where we can just reach out to other planners and get help when we need it. And so um that means that if there's an event that might be larger or have more needs, we have others that we can turn to and we can create this awesome team and we can do this awesome event together. And so that's something else that I just wanted to point out as well. Behind the we behind EP events. It's exactly. great. Well, Mary, is there anything else you want to add before we jump into some rapid fire questions to close out the episode? I think that's it. Um, I would just invite anyone that's listening to go ahead and check out either my website or my Instagram because there are some testimonials on there. And to me, word of mouth, referrals, testimonials are like the best way to really get to know how somebody works. And so I definitely encourage you to go ahead and take a look at those or send an email if you have any questions. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's it. So thanks so much. Awesome. Well, let's get into some some quick hits. Um, all right. Ready, Mary? Ready. Take let's a, do it. Roll the shoulders back. All right. When are you most productive? In the morning or at like 11 p.m. at night when I need to be sleeping. It like just hits me. In the morning, though. That's what I'll say. Favorite season? Summer, fall, winter, spring? Mm, like a cross between spring and summer. <laughs> like that little transition time right there. Where, where like you maybe only need a sort of a light jacket, but the sun is shining. That's my favorite. I just really thought of that uh, Miss Congeniality quote. Your <laughs> favorite date. jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah. remember the date of the month now. Sorry, digressing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your favorite? What subject were you best at in school? Someone asked me this question the other day and I was like, I don't know. Um I mean, I think I'll probably, I think it was like history. I was like a big history nerd. Specifically, I remember loving learning about the medieval times. So <laughs> I'm going to say history. There you go. Don't ask me any questions now. I'm not a history buff anymore, but that's what I'll say. What subject were you worst at or did you not enjoy? Oh, it was math. I mean, I got to be honest. I, I know we need math as a business owner and that's great. But math, oof. <laughs> that's not my thing. <laughs> It's my thing as much as I need it to be. No more. That's what I'll say. It's not something I enjoy. Don't worry, though. I'll bill you correctly. I'll do my finances correctly. Favorite TV show? Mm, I really love Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is kind of new if you've heard of it. But if you haven't, you should check it out. What's your favorite food? Italian food. Pasta. Like, anytime. What advice would you give your younger self? Mm, I would say to have big dreams. Yeah, because sometimes I felt like very limited in how I thought about things until I had other people come in my life and made me feel like I could do anything. And so if I could just have that like um, self-assurance starting earlier, I can only imagine what would have happened. Last one. What is a little known fun fact about yourself? Um, I like to say this. So, so I'm married and that's not the fun fact. The fun fact is that my spouse is my fun fact is his fun fact. So I feel sort of lame saying it, but it's like a huge part of my life. So this is what I'm going to say. Um, he skimboards, if you know what skimboarding is, and he's sponsored by a company in Poland, which is very random. And so we get to travel sometimes and he gets to go compete skimboarding. So that's my random fact. I love this random fun fact about Mary that I heard about probably like a month ago. And it it just fills me with joy because I think it's so random, but so cool, so but so random. <laughs> yeah. um, great. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Mary, you're out of the hot seat. How does it how does it feel <laughs> to be to be done? <laughs> it feels good to be done. Hopefully I represented myself okay. These are always weird, but I appreciate you all listening. Um, if you have any questions, just feel free to reach out. I think like the one-on-one -on -one conversations work really well for me. That's kind of what I prefer when I am talking about all the good things. And so feel free to reach out. Yeah. And we'll drop all of Mary's contact info where you can follow her and reach out and schedule that one-on-one -on -one with her in the show notes. Um, but always you can send us send us an email. And let's end with our bonus tip, Mary. What do you, what do you have for our listeners? 
Okay, so for today's bonus tip, I know you all get to hear so much from me today. Um, I'm going to get deep. We got deep a little bit earlier. We're going to get deep again. So as we get back to in-person events, be mindful of your time. And the reason that I felt like this was an important bonus tip this week is that one of the great things I think that we did learn during the pandemic was that it was to simplify our lives a little bit. And so I'm just encouraging us in our bonus tip today to not forget that. Um, I think it's exciting to get things back to normal, but at the same time, try not to just overwhelm yourself and run yourself dry. Um, try to remember those moments where you can simplify your life. And that is my bonus tip for today. That's great. Yeah. Keep it simple. You know, let's not forget mm-hmm. the things we've learned during COVID times. But uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Better Events Pod. You can send us an email if you had any questions that Mary didn't answer or follow up questions. Like, where is she getting to go watch skimboarding this year? Email us at bettereventsgmail.com. at gmail.com. And we thank you so much for listening again with us this week. And we'll be back with another episode next Wednesday.